In today's digital world, the words story and storytelling are often being misused or misunderstood. In her best-selling book, Brand Storytelling, put customers at the heart of your brand story. Miri brings you back to the heart of brand loyalty, consumer behavior, and engagement as a business strategy, revealing how storytelling triggers the emotions that humans are driven by. Her book will guide you to assess, dismantle, and rebuild any brand story, enabling you to celebrate and strengthen your success rather than simply trying to win it. Now, Miri is the author of Brand Storytelling, a storyteller herself, plus she is the global head of internships at Microsoft. Welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Miri Rodriguez. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Kenny, for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show. Uh, excited to have you here and excited to be learning some growth insights from an expert who has really been blowing up their own business. Mary, if you could please take a moment to introduce yourself to the Growth Amplifiers community, that would be great. Yeah, thank you so much. So uh, I'm Mary Rodriguez. I am originally from Venezuela. Made my way out here to the United States when I was 13. And so I've been hustling since. I call it hustle because it really is. Uh, I work for Microsoft, but I also have a business on the side, which is a consulting business for brand for digital storytelling. So. so digital storytelling, tell us more about what it is you actually do. Yeah, so as a storyteller, uh, what I do is I help businesses understand uh, the importance of having a brand story, crafting and designing their brand story uh, to connect with customers through empathy. I use the design thinking method. It was something that I learned myself. Uh, and so I applied it at Microsoft and I, and when it worked, I was like, whoa, this is huge. And so um, I'm teaching this to uh, brands, big and small, all over the world ever since. That is really cool. So teaching the story, what, in, what inspired you to kind of, you know, you have your job, right? And you have a career that's working great. Yes. Really good in there. What inspired you to kind of start your own thing and really build that? Yeah. So, you know, when I was brought in as a storyteller at Microsoft, I was brought into the engineering function to um, tell digital stories about how Microsoft was transforming digitally uh, within AI and data spaces. We have six functional areas and I was given two of those areas to tell stories. I had never done this job before. I don't think storyteller was even a title back then. Uh, it was more a new idea and innovation for Microsoft to connect with our customers differently than we had done before. And so we weren't told how to do it. We were just like, okay, you know, you have a comms and a marketing uh, major, come over here, come in this space in engineering. And so I was really stumped. I was like, how do I even get started in this space? And at the time I was uh, finishing my master's degree, um, which includes design thinking and UX design, and I, it occurred to me I could use design thinking as the as, as to do the how to the storytelling how to um, and and I used it so I used the five cycles uh, the five step cycle and it starts with empathy and to answer your question what inspired me was that I learned I was not empathetic I took a test uh, called Clifton Strengths and uh, out of thirty five personality attributes my number. My empathy was number 33, so I was not at all, that was not a strength of mine. And I was really dumbfounded by this idea, I thought I was. Um, so I got really to learn and research empathy as a soft skill. I learned that you can learn it, you can hone it in. 
in that it teaches you differently on how to communicate. I've been a communications um, you know, expert for a while, but this was just game changing for me personally. Mm. And so it inspired me and transformed me first. Uh, and I saw what it did to me. Uh, so I said, wow, this is something that everybody should really think about more. And it was way before empathy became the buzzword of 2020, before COVID and before racial injustice happened the way that it happened, it was truly, you know, three years ago that I began doing this work of leading with empathy. So that's one of the things that I've, I've toted is one of the qualities that I know I have naturally. I, hey, sometimes, I'll, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll talk with people and I'll, I'll say I'm a very empathetic person, but I'll have to stress that I put an M there in front of pathetic, I'm empathetic, <laughs> not just pathetic. I don't go around saying I'm pathetic. I, I like that. <laughs> but it's it's such an important part, and I think you know, as part of my journey, what I've realized is, you know, to to really be a leader, it's such a it's such an important part of the the path oh uh, to understand others and where their challenges are. If you can't relate to the the challenges that other people are having, right. Uh, then you can't help them overcome them as easily. It's sometimes the thought is just push through it, but it's not always about discipline or pushing. Sometimes we need to work through those challenges in another way. Yeah, you know, it, it, for me it was it was dumbfounding because at the at the logical level, which I am very logical mm-hmm. and analytical, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like being customer obsessed. Of course, think of the customer first and what they're going through. I mean, duh. But empathy really, I learned there's actually three phases of empathy. Uh, Being an empath is cool now, so you're cool today. Um, It wasn't back then. It was like, as you said, you want to just go get, you know, it's bottom line uh, driven. Um, I learned through my process that there are three levels of empathy. And the deeper you go into these levels, so you have cognitive empathy, then you have emotional empathy, then you get to compassionate empathy. Uh, As you dig deeper, what happens is that empathy becomes an experience. It's not so much putting yourself in someone else's shoes is actually walking your, in those shoes for a long time before you get it. So in, when you're thinking about your business, it's truly pausing before you send a communication, before you create an ad, before you tell a story and thinking these are humans. At the very cognitive level, they are humans. What does that mean? We learn differently. We have different lived experiences. Uh, we are consuming the content differently. So as we think of that, it really changes our perspective on what could be uh, and, and what should be. And I really like that. You know, in, in the world of marketing and sales, not in the not too distant past, yeah. there was a lot of trickery mm-hmm. and, and, and gimmicks that could yeah. persuade people to take certain actions. But we, what we're seeing is kind of like a shift of being more authentic and genuine yeah and really getting to understand people and then like you said we're we're working with people businesses between people and if we can lead with that if we can lead with really connecting with others understanding where they are and then helping get what they want then wouldn't that be a better way to serve that's great such a better way i mean humanizing the brand a few years ago really meant changing your lingo from corporate jargon to talking normal, talking human uh, on digital channels. Humanizing the brand today, it means that the brand allows itself to be human, to showcase the humans behind the brand, 
to allow yourselves to make mistakes. Uh, we are making mistakes today. We are don't we're navigating completely on certain times at every level on every you know environment possible in every environment possible, um, and so we're making mistakes. And so when we say we're humanizing our brand, we're saying, hey, we're okay if if, if we made a mistake. We were trying. We were trying to be empathetic. We didn't come. It didn't come out the right way. Please forgive us. You know, that's we seek empathy back from, and we gain that equity back from our humans that are receiving the messages. And so, I think it's a, it's also a, a dual way when you become vulnerable and authentic to your audience. So, how are you helping? What are the types of businesses you're helping now? And and then what are how are you serving them? What do you? What is the product that you're delivering? Yeah, so uh, every type of business, big and small, uh, anything from churches, so religious organizations, nonprofit organizations, big brands such as um, Adobe uh, in tech industry and Discover in banking industry. Um, and it's really curious for me because it's been, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of brands have come with the same questions. Uh, so it doesn't matter what size the brands are or individual, you know, startups as well. Uh, they have the same questions. And I thought, wow, how, how curious that is, how interesting. The questions are around how I should pivot my brand given these uncertain times. Questions are, should I change my mission? Should I change my tone? Uh, should I extend my services differently? What should I do? And, and the answer has been the same uh, back, back to them. Um, my, what I offer to them is this perspective, again, back driven by empathy, leading with empathy. I walk them through the process of the design thinking approach. Uh, design thinking has five steps. It is uh, to empathize. You empathize with yourself first and then your audience uh, and, that, and it's the, the many stakeholders that you may have. So your audience is not just your target audience. Your audience is stakeholders, uh, internal and external. Um, then you define. You're going to define what your brand story is set out to do. The, go back to your why. Why do you exist? Why did you decide this was important for you to do and offer the service or this, uh, you know, this product to, your, to, to an audience? Um, define that. Define the mission, the story mission. Not the, not the, not the brand mission. The story why are you here uh, define your characters uh, who plays in that story who are your antagonists if there are any who are your competitors take time to really look at defining the environment define the plot and the conclusion that is brand storytelling um, and then you get to ideate uh, that's the fun phase of ideating so I take them through a, a scamper approach uh, it's one of the brainstorming tools uh, this is when I ask them questions like hey if you had to explain your story to a five-year-old your brand story what would it be Simplify it, right? right. Uh, you had a color and you had to explain your brand story's color in color to a blind person. How would you do that? So now we're getting a little bit deeper. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's layers of how to look at the brand storytelling. Uh, and that's in the, uh, in the ideation phase. Then it's prototyping and it's helping people think beyond a big production of story. A lot of people hear storytelling and they go, oh, I have to go create a story and a video. And no, you don't. Uh, prototypes are small snippets of low cost, low effort ideas that are plausible, that are viable in the market for your audience. If you've already empathized, uh, which is step one, you kind of learn your audience enough to know, hey, I can, I can possibly try this and test it a little bit and see what works. And the audience is guiding you through. They're going to tell you if they don't like it or not, because that's what we do as humans. We respond or we don't respond. So it's, it's a trial uh, error, uh, uh, you know, and it's a fast, fail fast approach. Uh, and a lot of people are scared to do it because nobody wants to fail. But right. it teaches you, it's because it's, it's like, hey, fail fast. If it doesn't work, go back, go back, do something, tweak something and try it again, try it again, try it again. And so you test it. That's the, the fifth step. And again, it's a cycle. So really kind of 
reframing the idea of how we go to market from assuming we've tested the market enough and learned our customer enough and we have a solution to we don't have a solution. It changes every five minutes, channels change, algorithms change. So with that approach, we're just going to test and continue testing and see what gives. I think that's an important part. You know, that's one of the things in marketing that I've really come to, you know, build into the foundations of how we operate. You've got to put things out there. You've got to get feedback. You can have an assumption on what's going to work. You can have an assumption on how you're being perceived, but until you put it out there and, and get real feedback, you're only guessing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have that fear of putting things out there because what if I'm wrong? Well, you may be, but you won't know and you can't start making things better until you get that feedback. If, and if you're not at least getting the feedback, then you're not moving anywhere, which is worse than learning, making a mistake and then moving forward. That's right. So what is um, one of the, the challenges that you've, you've come across when, when you're looking to put this message out there? What are some of the things that have, have been challenging to overcome? Yeah, the challenge mainly has been to find a balance uh, for businesses between vulnerability, authenticity, and the bottom line, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're here to make money. That's, that's the truth. That's what we want. That's our bottom. That's, that's our motivation, our main motivation. Right. But beyond that, um, our humans are making us that money. So how do we approach it? How do we become nimble? How do we become flexible? And how do we appear not to sell, but we're still selling? Uh, How do we move away from marketing those gimmicks you're talking about so it doesn't feel gimmicky? Uh, In a world where I've learned uh, through a lot of research that I've done that not only do Gen Zs and Alphas uh, are conscious buyers, we call them purpose buyers, purpose driven buyers, where they are thinking, I'm not only going to buy a product because the product is good, but I'm thinking if I buy it, I am funding something else that the company represents, maybe a social activism idea that I don't agree with. So they're thinking beyond the product to what they're contributing to uh, into the world. So that's that's the newer generations, uh, and that's actually bleeding into the older generations. So we're all becoming becoming purposeful, driven buyers, and we're looking at the at the brands as entities, not you know as people, not as brands. So we're demanding a little bit more from an emotional perspective. So the challenge I'm finding is at the leadership level that legacy. Um, that mentality of, you know, it still works. We, that's too far-fetched. That may not work. Uh, and being honest, uh, it takes a whole lot of humility to want to fail fast and, right. and, and yourself to fail fast. So I found that it sounds nice on paper for a lot of brands and then they go, yeah, we love it. But, and then a lot of the legacy comes in or the silos, um, Storytelling becomes more of a culture activation at this point. Uh, it's not just telling the story, it's living out that story. So brands have to be ready to do that um, or want to truly want to do it to make that shift. What, what do you mean we have to admit that we have some fault? We have to admit we have some challenges? Why would we want to admit that? Um, I see that sometimes with just people in their online reviews. They're like, we just want to delete the whole thing. Like it'd be good to acknowledge, you know, where challenges are and, and take ownership and then you can move beyond them and people respect that. Um, so what, what is something that's working for you? What is something that you, that you have that like, this is really working. People are getting this and it's moving forward. uh, I'll 
alchemy is working for me. So I've gone from don't just be a storyteller, be a story lord, and that takes alchemy. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so alchemy is is when you get past understanding storytelling. Everybody gets it now. I don't have to explain it. People know what it is, and they 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 tuned into it. Okay, and everybody's trying it out. Um, alchemy is the level two of that, and and going a little deeper to pull in the customer chair. Uh, into your storytelling and now you are obsessed with the customer being at the center of your story you are asking yourself the question the does my does my customer see themselves in this piece of information in this content in this tweet in this TikTok or whatever um, because storytelling what it is at the core is if I I tune into stories where I can see a little bit of myself in a character mm-hmm. play so I follow it. I want to know what happens to that character. I can become emotionally attached to it. I want to see them win because if they win, I win. A little bit of me wins. So it's that mechanic around can you see yourself in the story? So alchemy is working really good when I can explain uh, to brands uh, the how to become so customer obsessed that the customer goes, oh, wait, this is not about them. This is not actually about me. Uh, I want to know what this is, what is this turning into? They're talking about me. This is me they're talking about. So uh, it's been really fun to watch that uh, people tune into that a whole lot. Oh, I love it. And um, so what's something that you're currently working on or that you would like to share? You know, people are tuning in saying, wow, this, this, this lady is really having some intriguing things to say. How can they find out more about you? Um, what would you like to share? Yeah, so uh, just kind of segueing right into uh, that customer obsession. So I call that the Robin to Batman effect. Uh, what I'm working on is helping brands reassess their brand mission. Truly, just reread it, your, your mission statement. Is it relevant right now? Does it make sense? Do people know it? Do they remember it? You know, do they care about it? Uh, does it really infuse what you set out to do in an emotional manner? If not, change it. Right now, there's that part of that pivot. You can do whatever you want with your brand right now. People are open to that idea. However, yeah, if you've been here 20 years or if you just started, change it. Um, if, you're, if, you're not, if you're afraid to fail fast on you know, the prototypes, that's okay. This one opportunity you have right now, which will be remembered by everyone, by, every, by, by all of your customers, by all your humans, will be what you did at this moment or didn't do. So this is an opportunity to reassess your brand mission uh, and see if your customer is, sees themselves there. I will give an example that Microsoft did. We did this uh, around six years ago. Mm-hmm. Our brand mission was a PC on every desk and every home uh, for many years. So that was our hero in our story. That was our Batman, our PC. And then, of course, the Googles and the Amazons uh, and the Facebooks of the world came in with a big force. And so we reassessed. We looked at our mission. And so we also expanded our products and services. And our mission, a new mission, became to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. There's no mention of product there. It's only people and organizations. That's our mission. And that fundamentally shook the way we looked at our business, the way we worked inside our our, our business and how we communicate it internal and external. So look at your mission. Uh, do people see themselves there? Are they mm. mentioning it? I love it. Well, um, if, if people are looking to learn more about you and, and what you do, where could they go? Yeah, so many places and I'd love to connect with anyone if you have more questions uh, or would like to consult. Uh, Miri Rod, which is right on my uh, on my handle there uh, on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at amirirod.com. So you'll learn a little bit more about my personal story and why I do what I do uh, and the services that I do offer. Awesome. And as, as we're kind of wrapping up here, um, what's 
a piece of advice or something that you've learned on your journey that you could share with others who are on their journey? Yeah, um, becoming an empath is definitely a process. Uh, for those of, us who are, those of us who don't have that natural gift, uh, it's, it's an introspective journey, uh, but it really changes your perspective in a way that is, uh, I would say, one of the most wonderful ways that I can con communicate and connect with people. I have been through this journey personally uh, over the last three years. I keep learning. I will never stop. Um, I'm probably number 30 one now i don't know hopefully I'm in, <laughs> maybe i'm in the 20s i don't know but uh recognizing that is a continuous approach to how we connect with each other how that brings inclusion how that solves a whole lot of the human problems we're having today uh it breaks through the silos uh at the human level at the core level so i invite everyone to get into that journey of becoming an empath uh, not just because it's cool but because it changes the world awesome miri you share a great thought. We want to ultimately be successful, but sometimes the best way that we could become successful is when we're not just focusing on what we can get, but what we can give. And when we can communicate that out where others can resonate with it by telling a compelling story that people can see that you've taken the time to understand them and that you could guide them and be a leader for them. That, likelihood of having them follow you to where you want to go and to serve your mission is totally there. So Mary, thank you for sharing. Thank you for uh, your time. And I look forward to seeing the awesome things that you'll be creating in the future. Same, Kenny. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to learning more about your journey and hopefully some of your empath will rub off on me soon. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Thank you. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.